we've talked about this a lot with even fitness and nutrition, but I think in relationships, it's even more so. So the arrival fallacy would be saying anything like, and I've used this one a lot, um, you know, we'll be happier when I'm done university. You know, this won't happen when we have more money. Uh, this, you know, this won't be an issue when we have our own place or when we're not renting anymore or whatever. She's fill just in, stressed. Fill in, fill in the blanks, you know, yeah. this, yeah, exactly. She like, won't we're be in this rut because yeah. of this. Um, because ultimately life is a random Tuesday morning and how you feel on a random Tuesday morning is really how you feel. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. This is episode 36. We are happy to be back with you. Hey everybody, good to be back. And happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, We are coming off a three-day weekend. Yes. Yes. We were at the gym today working, but we also had, uh, we got out early on Friday um, and we spent... Friday, half the day, and Saturday and Sunday in Winnipeg. So it was, we kind of got out of Brana for a bit and had a nice little weekend. Um, tell them what we did, Jen. What did we do? <laughs> we went to Ikea, um, tried to find some stuff for our kids' area at the gym. We got a great workout in at Sarge's Garage Gym. And uh, we went to Thermea. Thermia? Thermia? We debate this one. <laughs> I think it's actually Thermia, but I but still you... feel too fancy saying Thermia. Right. I don't know. I just, so I always say Thermia, but if I'm saying it wrong, then I guess I should say Thermia. Um, yeah. We also went to the zoo. We can right. go back to Thermia, but yeah. um, we went to the zoo on Friday. How many times have we been to the zoo this year? Four. How many times have you been to the zoo? Yeah. Four or five, maybe. Four or five. Yeah. I think that was my second time. Maybe my third. You, I think you've been there like five or six. Okay. Um, Pax loves the Aunt Sally's farm. Aunt Sally's farm, yeah. Um, big red barn at the back. It's got the goats. It's got the llamas. She, she knows all the llamas' names. Got the pigs. <laughs> we basically just walk straight there now and usually spend about an hour at the farm. But this time it was really funny on our walk there. Um, they were also kind of, the zoo was all set up for Boo at the Zoo. I've never been to Boo at the Zoo. Could you explain it to the listeners? Um, well, basically, so the zoo closes at 5. So then they reopen the zoo at 5.30 for the nighttime. So they have a bunch of lights, a bunch of decorations. Back in my day, there were also a ton of volunteers that dressed up in costumes and were at different stations so kids could see different characters. I was one of the three little pigs. Um this year they had rides. So it's it's just another, just an event Halloween at the themed. zoo. Yeah. yeah, Halloween. Another chance for kids to dress up and get people out and about at the zoo. Yeah, so we're on our, our walk to Aunt Sally's barn. You could kind of see off this one path that was set up for Boo at the zoo. And there was like a giant skeleton, like 
what a 15 foot skeleton this thing was huge um and like uh, zombies coming out of the ground like a possessed little girl like it was pretty pretty scary um and i kind of always like to show paxton these things not to scare her but just so like i don't know she's not phased by so we kind of i said hey hey, look pax there's a skeleton over there so we kind of cut over to the path and then um she's like petting these like skeleton zombie (laughs) things and like the possessed girl was like really creepy you're talking about the bride one yeah okay yeah and anyway, she's just kind of like, she's just curious. Oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's, that's just a zombie. That's a zombie. And, yeah. and she goes, casually. Hi, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was like, I feel like um, one of my goals as a parent is to make her less scared of things. I feel like as a kid, I would have just like freaked out at that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like we're kind of like, I don't know, maybe that's not good either, but we're like, normalizing <laughs> zombies and stuff i'm not sure but she just she was just not phased at all by these like super scary looking zombies it yeah was quite it's funny. also daytime and yeah be a little different maybe with weird sounds yeah. and lights and anyway <laughs> just her casualness of saying yeah. hello and bye to the zombies why was is quite that funny. zombie's head turning around <laughs> uh he's just looking all directions <laughs> um yeah and then back to thermea um if you've never been to Thermea, it's quite fun, everybody. I, I, maybe everyone's been there by now, but... Um, just a nice kind of checkout, relaxing time. No, I don't know. Just it's nowhere... It, like, you're not on a time limit. I think that's my favorite thing about that is that, I mean, you do have to check in at a time. Um, but once you get there, you can just stay until it closes or leave in an hour. Like, it's... Yeah, your you time pay, is totally up to you. Yeah. You pay, what, $70 to get in. Yeah. But then you could stay as long as you want and just the the cycle from the saunas um, or steam rooms into the cold tub, Mm -hmm. into the hot tub, um, it's just, it's quite fun and quite relaxing. And we uh, both slept like babies that night. We were quite quite relaxed or quite exhausted from that, but um, that was also awesome. We also had a gift card from when Pax was born, so it was... Yeah, it was nice. I feel like it was like back to real life, but using gift cards again, getting on in the town. Yeah. So that was our weekend. And then we uh, crushed some food Yep. and now we're back at it. We're back to regular life uh, again tomorrow, but yeah, happy to be back for uh, episode 36. I think we touched on this on the last episode. We were kind of, we had this episode loaded um, and then we pushed it back one episode um, because we had kind of a new question slash topic from a listener yeah which was episode 35 if you haven't listened to it um but yeah episode 36 is gonna be um one that we've been we've had in the vault for like (laughs) i mean almost since we started this podcast yeah which was uh like a year and a half ago um and it's 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 a it's kind of like a relationship podcast and we're calling the kind of we'll title this one relationship revelations um alliterations that's what did you know that word i can you remind me again i think that's when things start with the same letter okay if i'm wrong right then someone's googling it right now and i look like an idiot but we're talking about this at the gym Uh, i do love alliteration so relationship revelations was just a great title for this one um yeah this is something we've kind of been just discussing for quite a while hey yeah like since we started dating like very early on yeah we've just um, always chatted about our past relationships and 
and our future relationships. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not funny. That's not funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, it, cause it's, it's a topic that's always like fascinated me because I feel like, um, it's almost maybe something that's, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's like talked about enough. Like you're just supposed to like find this perfect person and get married and just hope everything works out. And I just, yeah. I think the person you end up with in life, um, you know, sharing your life with, like, I mean, you're with them like all the time. I mean, we're together a lot, um, because we also work together, um, and run this business together, but for everybody else, they might be apart during their work day, but I mean, you're still together all the time yeah, forever. Um, hopefully forever. Um, and I think, you know, we're just, we're very interested in, happiness you know making people not making people happy but we want people to be happy and almost how do we how do we get happy and how do we become unhappy and I, I I just think could there be a more prominent thing you know with happiness than your partner exactly yeah so I f- I find um you know the idea of being able to find the right person for you the perfect person for you the your soulmate if that's what you believe in um but being able to kind of navigate those times to essentially make sure you end up with you know the right person um and then when you're with that person to also make it last and make it work so i'm i'm kind of really fascinated with that topic i probably should take some courses on it or something i don't know do some more learning and reading but i just i enjoy um conversing Yes. With you and, and chatting about our, um, you know, our past relationships and kind of where we, you know, it's, I don't think we like to think that we like regret everything because it, it ultimately led us here and mm-hmm. things have worked out, but we have some things that we probably might do differently in a different life or things we would have said if we could maybe travel back in time to give our um, younger selves some advice. Yeah. I think this is certainly not a, like a, like an ex bash 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 or something. No, this is not. more like on us on the things that we felt and said in our heads, but didn't really act on. And then I guess the, the results of that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if listeners know or not, but I was in a relationship for 12 years. So I was actually married for almost four, four years, five years. I'm not exactly sure now. Um, so yeah, it was a really, really, really long relationship. I don't, it maybe went on a touch too long, <laughs> but, uh, it, I definitely was not the same person. Like I'm, I'm glad everything has happens for a reason and yeah, this is not going to be about no, and I, I why think, this ex- exactly didn't work out. But yes. And I, to go off of what you said about like, this is not meant to be <laughs> an ex bash fest, but, mm-hmm. um, it's fair to say there was a point in your life that you were unhappy and then Mm -hmm. very unhappy and it just kept going. And I would say the same for me. There was a time where, um, it just, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't fun. I wasn't happy anymore. I wasn't my best self anymore. And really that's what it's all about is if, if you're not a thousand percent happy to be with who you're with and if you're, yeah, just, not feeling it like we just I think that's it's almost like that's a very scary situation to be in Mm -hmm. because not not everybody can pick up on on things maybe and 
Um, there's so much, I call it like relationship momentum where you almost feel like you're not in control anymore, where you should feel like you're in control, but like there's so much momentum with this relationship. It just keeps driving it forward and forward and months and years. And all of a sudden you're 12 years in and being like, what the heck? Like I'm, Mm -hmm. this is not what I wanted. This is not what I thought it would turn out to be. And it takes forever sometimes to get out of it. Um, Yeah. And I think for me, it was really like looking in the mirror one day and not really recognizing who I was, like the, the decisions that I was making, the things I was saying, um, things I was telling my family, things that I was like doing or not taking part in. Like it just, I just didn't recognize myself. And then for me, it was, I mean, man, it might've been a year and a half, two years before it was a f- like we were able to fully decide like we are separating. So it's certainly not like this revelation and then just the next day you're like okay yeah we're like it's this is not for me um it was a long process to get where I I got and I I find it so interesting that like once I kind of knew in my head okay this is what I want and I'm I'm totally happy with it the next thing was just saying it out loud because I felt like I was just gonna let everyone down I felt like everyone that came to my wedding, I was letting them down. I felt like I let my parents down. Yeah, there's like this... Um, like it's this weird like... Shame and embarrassment that yeah. comes with it. Like I'm such a I'm failure. Because I'm a believer in I, marriage. Yeah. I always have been. I always wanted to be married. Like so to be on the side of that stat and have it not work out was like very... It wasn't me. Like I was fine with the decision. Yeah. But just that public like announcement of it and being... Um, yeah, just going through that was tough. And and then as soon as I kind of told my family, then all my worries were immediately squashed and obviously they were super supportive. And so I was kind of worrying for nothing, but yeah. So we hope you're going to enjoy this one, everybody. We're, we're going to kind of share our thoughts on our relationship revelations. Jen asked me before we started recording, like, okay, why are we doing this topic? Like, why is this important to other people? And I think our hope is that either you listening along have been through some similar stuff. Yeah. So you can have some good laughs. Yeah. Some good laughs and also be able to, you know, I think all of us can maybe relate from the past and, you know, the things we've learned and maybe also pass those on to other people because I don't know. I don't like, I follow a couple people now on social media that bring up some stuff like this and I'm like, okay, here it is. Like finally, like, but none of this is really, I don't know, Disgust, yeah. taught in high school. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of yeah, out there trying to find old, your way. You're just like, I don't know, who who do you look, you know, you're 20 years old in a relationship. Basically, you're looking at your parents as that role model. None of your friends are really, like maybe there's a few long-term relationship, but no one's in a real relationship in their early 20s. Like, I'm sorry, you're not. <laughs> like, you don't live together. You don't have a house. You don't have anything going on. There's no real problems. Like... Um, so it's hard to, it's hard. You can kind of, I think for me, you really only compare your relationship. You compare it to your parents, maybe close friends, parents. And like, that's your only, you don't really know what you're doing. And it's it's like the biggest decision of your life. Right. It's like, is it better or worse than what they're doing? Okay. Um, yeah. We also hope maybe there's somebody out there listening that needs to hear this stuff. Um, cause I think there was a time in my life that I needed to hear this stuff and maybe I would have listened and maybe I wouldn't not have listened. But also I think we got some, some cool tips that could also, I don't know, shed some light on how's your relationship looking. Our goal is not to, (laughs) 
cause breakups or divorces or anything. <laughs> no. our, our goal is to make people happier. So yes. Or um, if you're out there looking for yeah. your somebody, then you know that you're on the right track. Yeah. Um, and then side note here. Um, this is kind of like just a small comedy bit, but I'm still going to go with it. You might be thinking, Zach, you opened up a gym. You are a CrossFit coach. What makes you the relationship expert? Yeah. And my reply to that is, number one, you're listening to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so like it or not, you're already listening. So we're just going to keep going. Uh, that's just a joke. But uh, number two is... Um, if you know me and you know my wife, Jen, you might also be thinking, how on earth did he get her? So that makes me the relationship expert because (laughs) I have things to share on how someone courts a girl from Winnipeg (laughs) (laughs) for two years long distance, gets (laughs) gets her to quit her job with... Lots of pay and lots of benefits um, and come work for a place with not lots of pay and not lots of benefits. So she did not come here for, maybe she came for my looks, but she didn't come here for my money. Um, so basically that leads to the only assumption that Zach knows what he's doing. Yes. That could be another podcast. Yes. On <laughs> Zach and Zach's So basically I have, I have instant credibility um, because I got Jen. And there were a lot of reasons, I think, why it's worked out. I think we're, we're, we're good for each other and we're a good match. And the whole Scorpio Pisces thing, I'm not super familiar with, but Jen assures me that our, our Zodiac signs match up. So that, that could be it too. Maybe I know nothing. Maybe it was just Zodiac. Um, I have to get the name of the book, but kay. there is a book that Scorpio and Pisces yeah. are. Yes. But anyway, (laughs) um, I think I do, I think I, I do know what I'm doing. Um, and I do know what I know. So here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Um, let's kick things off. The very first thing (laughs) that comes to my mind, uh, when we chat about this is red flags are red flags. Don't pretend they're orange and don't turn them green or kick them down or hide them red flags are red flags and they need to be taken as such. Yeah. And let's go through what we mean by that because what we don't mean is like nitpicking your partner, right? Um, You know, Zach forgetting to change the toilet paper roll is not a red red flag. flag. That's just Zach being Zach sometimes. Um, But in our past relationships, you know, we can reflect back on things would have happened things would happen. And when I think back now, like, and when we reflect on this, um, they were a big deal, but it's funny how you, you start to see what you want to see. So, um, you basically turn some big things into little things, but ultimately, um, like Jen said, red flags are red flags. So when things don't feel right or stand out, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's um, it doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, I think you know when you really value something, and your partner does something that maybe puts that into question, or just is the complete opposite of what you value. Like it, 
Um, yeah, there's too many examples to go yeah, through. But it, I mean, it, like, we're not, yeah, exactly. Sometimes, like, partners will, like, partner could, like, just subtly put you down, mm-hmm. you know? And you could, al- you could always brush, oh, they're, you know, they're just kidding or something like that. But ultimately, there's things that people do um, that, I mean, if you don't like, then they shouldn't be doing them. And it's, it's amazing. Maybe your um, red flag radar is not super accurate to you're kind of with somebody who never treats you that way mm-hmm. is ultimately yeah, what true. I mean there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think another one is the arrival fallacy. And we've talked about this a lot with even fitness and nutrition, but I think in relationships it's even more so. So the arrival fallacy would be saying anything like, and I've used this one a lot, um, you know, we'll be happier when I'm done university, you know, this won't happen when we have more money. Uh, this, you know, this won't be an issue when we have our own place or when we're not renting anymore or whatever. Yeah, she's fill just in, stressed. Fill in, fill in the blanks, you know, yeah. this, yeah, exactly. She like, won't we're be in this rut because yeah. of this. Um, because ultimately life is a random Tuesday morning and how you feel on a random Tuesday morning is really how you feel. Um, it's not to say that we can't have bad days, but if you're waiting for some magic day where everything's going to change and things are going to start going differently, I don't think that day's coming. Yeah. I think waiting for the day for your partner to behave the way you want them to behave yeah, is definitely not coming. Um, we are who we are mm-hmm. and I do believe we can grow and improve, but ultimately the things that we value and the yes. things that we do are just, that's yeah. Who and we are relationships should be pretty freaking awesome most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm and not easy. saying it's, we don't always, uh, you know, fart out rainbows and butterflies <laughs> in the McMillan household every day. But every day, ever since we started dating, mm-hmm. again, there's, there's, <laughs> there's been some ups and downs, but the relationship has always been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you're, you know, and I think that's something to, I guess, chat about with your partner, but I remember thinking on multiple, multiple occasions that this will get better when, and, and that's not a good line because it should just be better now. And I also think that kind of my last point on this topic is that if you're in your twenties, newsflash, life doesn't get less busy less stressful. I used to think like being in university was like, whoa, like this is stressful, you know? And it's not, it's not real life. And I'm sorry if, if anybody in here listening is in university, like that's not, it's not meant to be insulting, but when your parents, 40 year olds, you know, I'm not there yet, 30 year olds, 50 year olds, like they're trying to tell you stuff. Like they're usually right. Cause they've been around the block. And I'm starting to realize that now is that, um, you know, real life, again, when I go back to my early 20s, you kind of think you're a grown up and you think it's real life. It's not real life yet. <laughs> it's not because you're not, you know, you're not, um, you're not supporting a family. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have really create any crazy, like big responsibilities you kind of got to get your butt to school and get good grades but it's kind of just like high school 2.0 a little bit and if that's not a put down it's just it's just how it is but anyway if if a relationship isn't great in your 20s and mid 20s 
it's it's not going to magically get better as you get kind of more busy, more stressed with other things that come with it. However, yeah. we're not in our thirties now. Like we're not actually more, we're not getting more busy, more stressed, less happy. But I'm saying when you have a solid relationship, it, it, it can handle all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just sometimes think when there's like little issues going on and like, it, it's almost like it, it's not going to get better. It's actually going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. You know, I think, I mean, part of being maybe a little bit older too, is that you, like when you're in your twenties, like you just, there's so much, <laughs> sounds so negative, but it's not meant to be, but there's all these cool things to look forward to, like moving out on your own and getting your own place and buying a house and what job are you going to get? Like, where are you going to work? What's your career going to be? Like, it's just, there's all these huge questions. Um, and I think once you kind of have found those things, there isn't those huge, exciting milestones that come up every like two years, you're kind of just in life and now you just get to enjoy life. So I think if you're waiting for those, Oh, it'll be better. Or like, it'll be exciting when we get married or it'll be this like eventually those things kind of like you're just in life. I don't know how to explain it any yeah. better. Yeah. It is exciting, <laughs> it is but exciting. it's not going to magically, none of those things yeah. are going to magically fix a relationship. Yeah. That's ultimately what we're trying and to I say. Think, I think Tom Bilyeu said, um, I don't know if it was him that was talking, but someone, someone somewhere said vacation is only 2% of the year. So if you're only really happy on vacation, and this could be talking about your job or whatever. Like it's, it's only 2% of your entire year. Like that is just not enough time to be, to feel really happy with your partner. Yeah, it's a relationship mirage. Yes. yes. And in, in my case, people sometimes have found it interesting because my ex and I, um, kind of right before and or maybe in the thick of us, you know, deciding if we were going to stay together and things weren't really going well, um, we actually took a four, five week trip to Thailand and we had an apps, like we had a good time. I wouldn't say an absolute blast. There were some ups and downs, but in general, we had a really great time together. And I think that could be confusing for people because just because they get, I guess our relationship wasn't this awful where we just screamed at each other and it was so obvious. Like you can still, what am I trying to say here? we still weren't right for each other, but we could still have fun. Like it, it doesn't, I think people will say, Oh, but we have so much fun when we're on vacation or, Oh, we're, you know, we still have fun together. And yes, that's great. But your values and all of those other things have to align too, because those vacations are only 2% of the year. Yeah. And I think that let's like, let's, I think that flows right into the next one. Let's go to this one. The next one you have written down is work harder in quotation marks. Mm hmm. Because we do have those moments, you know, it's, it's almost like deep down, we know it's not right, but we have these moments that kind of like, well, Hey, it's not that bad. And if we, you know, maybe if I work harder at this, like I can work harder to make my partner happy. Mm-hmm. I can work harder. I can work harder. I can take on more. Yes. To save this relationship. Like you almost, you, you know someone who's really invested will put a lot of weight on their shoulders, the, the, the weight, of the relationship on their shoulders and try to carry it. Um, and I'm telling you that 
when you don't have to do that and you just, there's actually just no wait period that just, just things are easy between you and your partner. Well, I think cause both partners are like walking beside each other. You're not carrying a partner on yeah. your back <laughs> and the load is not that heavy. It's yeah. just, things are easy. Um, then, right. Then there's the, just the moment that you realize, okay, so like it, it, I was right. It, it, you know, I was trying to work harder, but it actually shouldn't be that mm-hmm. hard. You shouldn't actually yeah. have to work <clears throat> that hard at it. Um, yeah. In, I know you have to work on your relationship, but I'm saying you shouldn't have to work that hard mm-hmm. to make someone else happy or make yourself happy. Yeah. And I think, um, that kind of goes into the next one for me and I didn't really know what to call it, but I call it in my head trading credits, like in a video game, basically, okay, if you do this, then I'll do that. Like that was part of the, the kind of working harder. Like I'll do this thing that I really don't want to do, but then you have to come and do this thing with me that you really don't want to do. And we got kind of into a lot of that, um, which in hindsight, like we shouldn't hate what each other does or not hate it, but just have no interest in doing that. Meanwhile, you're trying to make them happy by doing it. And then it, it's just a, yeah, kind of a, a vicious cycle of, again, trying harder, but you shouldn't necessarily have to try Yeah, um, that hard. Um, I think a huge one on this list is just support. And is, is your partner supporting you to be your best self? Whatever that means. Um, whatever endeavors you're taking on, whatever goals you have, are they supporting those things? Um, or are they kind of pulling you back? Yeah. And I, um, will also like link this one to the next one on your list in quotation marks. It's not that bad. Um, is your partner... Because ultimately it's it's hard when you're in a long relationship to to kind of step back, right? To look at the relationship from like an outside perspective. It's very hard to do. It's very easy to sit here on this podcast and tell you guys everything that I know <laughs> because um, I was also in a like a, a pretty long relationship for like six plus years. And it, and the truth is it wasn't that bad. It's not that bad. I used to say that like in my head quite a bit. I don't even know if I knew I was saying it, but I'd have these moments. I'm like, you know, is this it? Like, is, is this as good as it gets? You know, is, is this, is this my max happiness? Am I going to get married? And and I just, and then I'd say to myself, well, you know, I I can't get out of it. It's not that bad. I would seriously say that like Mm -hmm. so much. And it's actually, you know, it, that wasn't fair to her. It wasn't fair to me to like really to have the, like, you know, it's so silly when you're not in the relationship now to think back of how I used to think when I was 23, 24, 25. Um, but ultimately that's like, I wasn't, I wasn't my best self. And, and, um, you know, and maybe it's not her job to make me my best self either, but something was not clicking in that relationship, but that that, that thought of it's not that bad and, and kind of, um, what I want to say to finish on that one is, um, you know, 
if you're stuck in a relationship, sometimes it's, it's hard to break that cycle. It's mm-hmm. hard to kill that momentum. So it's just, sometimes you just need to stop and talk to somebody out loud or you need to talk to yourself. But am I really happy or am I right now my best self? Um, because that one can start to create the conversation again with somebody else or create the conversation with yourself just to say, no, I'm, I'm not my best self and no, I'm not truly happy. And just, if you can get to that point, that was kind of like a kicker, you know, for me just to, you know, it wasn't about her and it wasn't about me hating her because like, it was just that I just kept using that. It's not that bad as like this Mm -hmm. skip over mechanism to face the fact. My version of that I think would be, how do I know I'd be any happier with anyone else? Yeah. Like, how do you know that it, this isn't just how relationships are and this is how much work they take. Maybe this is as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that was, yeah, it's a tough cycle to be in. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to give somebody some real advice on like, how do you get out of that cycle? First of all, if you're, if you've ever said in your head, it's not that bad. Like she doesn't beat me, you know, she doesn't cheat on me. She like, I mean, maybe the Mm -hmm. person you're with is, right the the person i was with was not a bad person no maybe we just we're just not right for each other yeah you just don't value like i find i don't know why they don't teach a course in that in high school like what are your values what do you value in a relationship because i feel like you don't really figure that out until you have a few of them or for me one of them yeah gotta um, go through a few of them to really decide yeah but ultimately if you're saying it's not that bad I would probably follow up with, it's not that great. <laughs> yeah. That's the, you know, and th- and that's, you know, and that's the truth there. Um, yeah. Well, and I think we, I can't remember, I'm pretty sure it was after, or maybe after I had mentally made the decision that um, we were going to separate, but I decided that when I was going to look at another, or look for another partner eventually, um, I wanted to be very clear in my head on what I wanted because I had kind of let some of those things fall to the wayside in the process and kind of lost myself um, in that process as well. So I, being Jen, a type person, made a physical list um, that I still have somewhere saved today of all the things that I was truly looking for in a partner because I knew that when I met someone, it was going to be fun and it was going to be exciting. And, you know, I wanted to find someone, I wanted to have a family. Um, and I guess I just wanted to have it clear in my head what I was actually looking for so that it'd be easier for me not to get swept up in the excitement, a, of, the a excitement of a, a new relationship. And yeah, just something to hold myself accountable, I guess. Absolutely. I wish, um, Cause that's kind of like the end of our list as far as like, you know, those were all kind of like red flag type stuff, mm-hmm. red flag type stuff that none of it was specific, but essentially I'm imagining people listening to this have been through some relationships that they might've had the arrival fallacy. Mm-hmm. There might've been red flags. They told themselves to work harder. Um, so now when we're at that point, what do we do? Right. And I think one of um, a great exercise is, is to, Jen made an actual physical list. And I remember I was still trying to work through my thoughts and feelings. And I made essentially like a mental list. Like, Hey, if I could get out of this right now, 
who's like my perfect partner. And it's just like, you know, the perfect partner, the, the traits that I want, the qualities that I want. And I mean, one was like very easygoing and very happy, just easy to get along with, very happy most of the time. I just, I was tired of like, just kind of trying to be in a relationship where I was trying to make someone else happy all the time. Cause it, it's exhausting trying to, um, make someone else happy. It's mm-hmm. very exhausting. It's hard enough to make yourself happy. So I, I, I just think it's, it's not our responsibility to, it's not my responsibility to make Jen happy. Um, it is in the sense of like, I love her and show her love and we are, this is a partnership and we work together, mm-hmm. but I'm saying if every day we wake up and I got to somehow make Jen happy, um, it's just, it's like, it's an impossible yeah. task. Um, so I remember like making this mental list and then just starting to realize that a lot of things I was saying were just not kind of being checked off by the person I was currently with. Um, and that was kind of another way to realize like, huh, like this is probably not working out for, for these reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, and I love that, um, that, that last one there, if you decided to have children with the person that you were with, would you want your child to grow up exactly like, in my case, him? Um, and I mean, obviously it's never exact, but would I be really proud and would I want all the same qualities and would I be, yeah, That's that was a great, just, it that, was a great question for me. Absolutely. Cause you want to be ultimately parents. You want to raise an incredible human that you're super proud of. Mm-hmm. Are you with an incredible human that you're super proud of? That's sometimes that's a tough one. And I, and I think from, for me, um, since I'm a guy and I'm with a woman, then if I, well, it actually doesn't matter either way. If I had a daughter, cause I used to play this. If I had a daughter and she turned out to be exactly like Jen, would I be psyched? And the answer is yes. And then that's when I start to realize that I'm with someone really good. Um, if I had a son, would I want them to be, to turn out exactly like Jen, all the same qualities and traits? Yes. Like, so that's starting to be a really good sign of here with the right person. I'm thinking if I have a kid and I want my kid to be nothing like the person I'm with, that's a major red flag in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, when I was in my long one and I played that game, it just, it was kind of another thing of just like, you know, cause <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, it's really tough. It's when you're, when you're in a relationship and you're in it for a long time, you, you become very comfortable whether that person is right or wrong for you, you still hold a place for them in your heart. You mm-hmm. probably still love them. You still do things together that you enjoy. So it's not yeah. like it's, you know, cause if it's horrible 24 seven, that's a clear, like yeah. that's only what we're talking about here because people get out of those all the time. That's mm-hmm. not, those are the easy ones to get out of. It's, yeah. it's the ones in the middle that probably not the person you want to spend your life with, but we sometimes get, you know, on that relationship train and it's got so much momentum that it's very hard to stop. So this is kind of what we're been chatting about for the last 30, 40 minutes. Um, yeah, but that's, that's a good one. Um, the, uh, 
Do you want your child the to be grow up like your mm-hmm. body partner? Um, I like the one in the back here, actually. This was um, this was some really, really excellent advice from my mom. I think my mom listens to our podcast once in a while, so she's going to get some cred on this one. But um, you can reword these words, this phrase into anything that you want. But I remember her saying one time to myself and my brother, um, a long time ago. And it was, you guys are going to want to end up with somebody who's willing to get up at five in the morning, go into a freezing cold rink and tie skates. Remember that when you pick your partner, it was something along those lines and it really stuck in my head for a long time. And this is the reason why when you are young, For lack of a better term, sometimes you're just looking to bang somebody. I don't know if I've said bang on this podcast before. <laughs> I hope not. But it's just not real life yet. It, it, you're young, you're at a bar, <laughs> you hook up. Um, and then sometimes you just kind of end up dating. You don't really think about things like, is this and, it, and, 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 and if, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, this isn't also, you can also have one night stands and hook up for a bit and then not marry them. Like that's also possible. I realize that. Yeah. What I'm getting at is sometimes you get into a new relationship and I mean, your first criteria is, whoa, this person's hot. Let's see where this goes. And then sometimes it just kind of starts going and you don't really have your values or your list in place. And eventually life leads to these real things. So ultimately my mom's advice was you need to be with somebody who's strong, independent, a good mother in the sense that like, um, she was using that example because we grew up playing hockey. Um, I don't know, you know, it's not necessarily like Pax has to play hockey, but there's going to come a day where she's involved in something that's going to require us to be up early. (laughs) Yes. And we're going to be involved in athletics and she, what she's kind of saying is Zach, you don't want to end up with somebody just cause they're good looking. Like they, they're going to need to be able to tie <laughs> hockey skates or drive across cities to get daughters and sons to baseball practice and things like that. Like you kind of need a little bit of a rough and tough girl, Zach, not I, girl who's high maintenance and is not really into the things that you're into. Did I sum that up quite well? I think so. Yeah. Um, cause I'm trying not to put down any lifestyles out there or anything like that. But ultimately my mom used the tying skates example because well, she used it for you. It doesn't mean that that's for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you can start to think about the person you're going to end up with is is that who you want to be the mother or father of your kids? And are they going to do the things that you want them to do? Yeah. So, I mean, well, if I you're, think... if you're huge into mountain biking, she could have said, Zach, you're going to need somebody who can throw a bike on a rack, <laughs> throw a bike on a rack and, um, have your kid in a bike seat and bike for hours on end. And then you guys are going to need to 
pitch a tent in the woods and fight <laughs> off bugs and start a fire. So that's another example for a camping family. That's not us. <laughs> but whatever you are, guys and girls out there, whatever you are or want to become, the, the partner needs to kind of match up with it and yeah. ultimately be able to do those things for mm-hmm. your kids and things like that. So those are some of the things that, um, you know, that piece of advice came in really handy when I was 30, yeah. well, not and necessarily. I think early in a relationship, you, you put that person into that picture, whether they're that person or not. Like I'm saying, I had a very clear picture of how I envisioned my family and I kind of, I put my ex in that picture and then slowly as years go by, you realize, okay, I'm, I'm forcing him into that picture and actually like, that's not how it's going to be. Like yeah. it was a, that was a, a hard realization. Um, yes. So, so you can is, almost yeah create, yeah create that picture earlier on and you can pretend. Are you, yes. Are you <laughs> yeah. forcing that person into um, that position or, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that I like, I always like that example of essentially basically she's telling me, Zach, you know, think with your brain. Don't think with the other thing. Mm-hmm. You got me on that one. Good job, DMAC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it guys. And I mean, again, we just, we always chat about this stuff. And I think the things that we talk about the most in our regular life, we're always excited to bring to the podcast. Cause it's just, it's Real trying, Zach and Jen. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to make this an extension of essentially what we do talk about in our real lives mm-hmm. and not force any topics. And are we, are we the experts in everything? Certainly not. Probably not. But we like to have good, meaningful conversations. And um, I do think they they ring true in other people's heads. I, I know they do. And we, and we chat about that. So um, sometimes it's hard for us to talk about these things that are maybe out of our realms of expertise. I haven't mm-hmm. written any relationship books, but we do just ins- enjoy sharing our thoughts. Yeah. And also just normalizing that you can be in a long-term re- relationship and then it doesn't always end up where you want it and you have to start again and that's okay. Yeah. And you don't have to explain shit to nobody. You don't, yeah. you don't owe anybody anything and you don't owe the person who you don't want to spend the rest of your life with anything like, and like sometimes you do have to be a touch selfish if you're trying to be anybody who's got out of a a long-term relationship and then has ended up with the person of their dreams. Like, aren't you happy you were, you know, it's the correct word isn't even selfish, but aren't you happy that you were like really courageous and selfish in those moments to be like, you know what? Screw this. Um, I want something better. I want to be happier. And you had the courage to get out of, a relationship you were kind of scared to get out of and then you found the person of your dreams like i know that story is common with a lot of people so no regrets no regrets <laughs> uh thank you guys that is episode 36 and we will see you again soon thank you so much for joining talk to you soon Thanks again for joining us for another episode. We want to give a quick shout out to the artist Quixotic for letting us use this awesome music. Our goal with this podcast is to help as many people as possible. So if you're enjoying it, then don't forget to leave us a rating, a review, and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy, and stay happy.